Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Fetch in paradise. We've done this song before. We've done this song before. Fetch, I let Danielle pa- choose the song, and she chooses a song we've already done before. Fetch, bitch. You can just listen to her because I'm out. Fetch, bitchy, 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 bitch, bitch, bitch. Fetch in paradise. Hello. Hello. I'm Naomi, and I'm Danielle. And this is Batch Bitch. It's a podcast where we bitch about all things Bachelor. And at the moment, that is Bachelor in Paradise. And Danielle, aren't we in paradise watching this show? Yeah. I think we can yeah. all. <laughs> okay, you said last time you gave me so much shit for, you know, ruining the intro. So I tried my hardest to get it right. I give you the most amazing little spiel. And your response is, Yeah. Well, sorry, I was trying to give a vibe for my feelings on the show, which is that they're turning it into maths or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm enjoying is, it. It's just like I feel like we've been conditioned to enjoy drama too much and That's not true. just a silly fun time, which is what it usually is, well, I feel like. you know, most stories have conflict, Danielle, that you kind of can't write a story without it. I mean, yeah, but do have we ever had dinner parties at the Bachelor in Paradise where people are supposed to write questions that hurt each other? Yeah, that's true. Um, you might be right on that. And with that said, let's get into it. Um, okay. So here we are. It's Bachelor in Paradise week two. We are doing um, three episodes because we'll be releasing this. Oh, guys, you're going to be getting this so quick. Same day we recorded. Oh, my God. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're up to episode two here. Episode three. Um, yeah, episode three. Thank God. Phew. And it opens on Brittany saying that she has feelings for Jamie. To which I've yes. written, no. <laughs> I feel like she's just been forced into this. Like everybody's just sort of been like, Jamie likes you. or And Jamie's been telling her he likes her for some reason. And now she thinks she likes him. Just because she feels like it's her only option. It's yeah, not well, your only option, Brittany. That's fine. She's a bit bored. Yeah. You know? um, and then Britt says she's never gone for anyone like Tim as Tim paddle boards in the pool. Yeah. Um, I liked in this opening sequence that they had a beautiful shot of two uh, lizards, I'm going to say, fucking... Yes, um, those lizards I... are my favourite characters. <laughs> this is my favourite thing about Bachelor in Paradise. They really go ham with the editing. They just do whatever they want. Yeah, I love <laughs> and it. And I respect them for that. They just have a bit of fun with it. Um, what else do we have? Cass says she's a bit keen on Jake um, after he gave her a rose last night and he's been a bit affectionate mm-hmm. this morning. Um, but then immediately Jake gets a date card and chooses Eleanor for the date and not Cass. Shock, horror, yes. who cares? Um, 
And then uh, we hear more about this Renee. So Renee is Kieran's ex-girlfriend. And everyone's a bit yes. nervous if she comes in because if you remember, Cass is Renee's friend and was flirting mm-hmm. with Kieran. They were having a bit of a thing. Um Anyway, so, uh, but Brittany sums it up. She says, I don't even know Renee. Like, who the fuck is she? What does she even look like? <laughs> True. <laughs> True, I love who you, is Brittany. she? Um, and Jess used to be friends with her, but they're not friends anymore. Yeah, every, I don't really understand how, I, I assume that they would still be friends if she came in. I don't know. I assume yeah. it's, I don't know. I assume it's just because, you haven't spoken in a while and now you're hooking up with Kieran. Maybe that's it. I Maybe they just had some sort of awkward thing happen. And then... Yeah. Who knows? You just sort of fall out with each other. Anyway, we see Kieran and Jess making out a bit more. And then we see Jake and Eleanor on their date. Um, and Jake is just drilling Eleanor. I'm Eleanor. Honestly, if I had to choose one of these people that I'm actually like, it is Eleanor because she does not want to talk about her emotions and neither do I. And I was fully on her side in this because he's asking her all these questions like, what do you want in life and what are you looking for in a partner? And she's like, what? We just met. <laughs> Can we just hang out? Um, and then he's, and then he says, what do you think of me? What did you think of me when you first met me? And she goes, yeah, you're cool. Am I meant to say more? <laughs> Why? I, I think this is one where in The Bachelor, they tried to make it out like Eleanor was uh, a person who had attachment issues and couldn't chat with anyone. Mm-hmm. But really, she's also spent the same amount of time with The Bachelor as she spent with Jake in three days. <laughs> yeah. And so, of course, nobody Perhaps. wants to talk about what they want from a partner. I went on a Tinder date like this once. Oh, really? Yuck. Like, yeah, it was horrible. I went on, it was like, I don't know, when I first moved to Melbourne like five years ago. And I went on a Tinder date with this guy. And after, we went to a show at the Comedy Fest to watch. And he let me pick. And I said, oh, let's go see Ann Edmonds' show. And Good then pick. he said, I don't. He said, uh, "In when we were in the line to get into the to the show, he said, uh, I was interested when you picked this show because I don't usually like female comics. I hadn't told him I did comedy. Um, <laughs> and so then I just sat there fuming <laughs> for like an hour. He said and, that in the line? He said that in line to go into the show. Anyway, uh. he laughed the whole way through the show. I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, it's fine. I'm sure this has changed his mind. Maybe yeah. he's fine. Then we went out after for a drink and a chat and then he just started telling me. He was probably like, I don't know, I was probably like 23 at the time so he was probably 23 as well. I can't remember or maybe a bit older. I don't know. But he was just telling me how he wanted to save up for a house to get a dog and like he wanted to have kids within the next like two, three years and wanted to get married and then I was just like, (laughs) we have a very different timeline and also I don't want children. I'm surprised that you even stayed for a drink after he said i don't usually like female comics like well, even if I it's didn't... just out of ignorance yes yeah. you have so much work to do to even get him to like a comparable level to how you would even speak do you know what i mean like yeah i mean i was 23 and had no idea what i was doing yeah as well <laughs> i was just like i time. guess i i guess i can't just like i guess i can't just like 
say bye. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know I could just say bye. You know how you said that thing before? It really rubbed me up the wrong way. <laughs> you should have been like, I'm a female comedian. I'm a female comedian. <laughs> no, As I a think female it, comedian. <laughs> I reckon I just would have, like, because I remember we were waiting outside the town hall and, oh, like, I was waiting outside the town hall and then he came up to me and we were chatting outside. And then, um, I don't know, like, probably, like, 10 or 15 open mic comedians came over to talk to me or whatever during that period and of course most of those are men so I just would have looked like the most popular <laughs> woman you would look like the biggest chuckle fucker in the world well I like he wouldn't have known who they were so he would have just assumed these were random men walking up to say hello <laughs> like damn this girl she's very she's got a lot of friends <laughs> Yeah, so at least I know that I would have appeared to have not been a... He would have looked like the weirdo in that situation. Um, he didn't yeah. have one person come up to say hello to him. He do- Why would he care about that, Danielle? He needs his house for his dog. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. Eleanor, so- this date is horrible. I'm sorry that this happened to you. Yeah, so obviously Glenn and Eleanor were talking before this and um, Glenn's a bit uncomfortable that they're on a date he's he's like I oh, god I wish that were me and so Tim says Tim's consoling Glenn and he says nothing sexier than a bloke that wants to fight for his girl I reckon so that's how he encourages Glenn to not give up yes um back on the date Eleanor asks Jake about Megan his ex that he met in Bachelor in Paradise who dumped him twice yes. I think <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she seems to think that he's not over Megan. Um, and he talks about, you know, how last time he was here, he, like, fell in love and it was amazing and well, yada, yada. So that's not going to go anywhere, obviously. Um, and uh, now, and then we have a little aside from Brittany, who I can't even remember why this came up, but she says that she likes to dress up and go to a restaurant and order two drinks and pretend she's on a date so that she can watch the people in the restaurant. <laughs> That's I don't funny. know. So, like, watch them freak out. That. <laughs> well, I don't know why she doesn't just. Why does she have to pretend? Wouldn't it be better to be like, I'm just going alone, than to just pretend you're getting stood up? <laughs> yeah. Although that could be fun to see how people react. Because I remember once I was waiting at a table and I booked for my like mum's partner, his daughter, and my sister. And at an hour late, when I'd booked the reservation, once they were an hour late, I left the restaurant. And then it caused a whole dilemma. Everybody got angry at me. But I was like, sorry, I was waiting at a table for an hour. Like a big table. Like a big round table for multiple people. Because my um, my mum's partner's daughter, she lives in Brighton or something. And she decided after work at like 5.30 on like a weeknight, she was going to Uber into the city and meet at um, Noel, my mum's partner's hotel, and then walk from there to the restaurant, which was like 300 metres away. And so they're all waiting for her. Like Tara was at Noel's hotel waiting for um, Emma to get there. And then they're all going to walk. And she was like taking forever in the Uber because it's, peak hour traffic from Brighton to the city um and I was like why didn't you just walk she could have just met us at the restaurant 
And so then I was extremely angry and I just got up and left. An hour? You can't make somebody wait for an hour. <laughs> no one would be madder about that than you. Yes. Jono said he would have left after half an hour. Half so, an hour? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I waited for an hour. I, I waited for an hour because it was like, obviously it was like family. And yeah. then I was like, I cannot do this. I am angry now. <laughs> I'm extremely angry. Did you angry. show that the? Did you like say you're angry to the waiter? Did you let them know that you were just as upset about it as they would be? Um, no, I just said, uh, I just said, um, my family are running an hour late, so I'm going to leave. They'll be here soon, I assume. <laughs> so you and then the I got, and then I. Well, there was not really anybody in the restaurant. Right. It was like on South Bank. It was like one of those ones because they wanted to go to like, like I don't know. A, a restaurant that was close to his hotel and stuff, but also mm. like kind of nice. But it, you know, it's South Bank, so sometimes a lot of those restaurants are kind of empty unless it's like the weekend. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm sorry that whatever. I'm anyway, still angry about it. Um, Osha comes in now. This is where it starts to get a little mafsy. I see what you mean. <laughs> this is weird. Osha comes in and says, um. Everyone's been talking about Renee, and it turns out Naranga has also been talking to Renee. Like, they've been, like, you know, flirting or whatever. They've been in conversation. And then um, he announces that there's going to be another Bula banquet, and it's themed something about Renee. (laughs) So they're just forcing them to come to dinner and talk about this one woman who isn't there. Um, And Kieran is suitably pissed off. I would be too if if... Osha came up to me and said I had to have a dinner where I just talk about my ex. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see um, Renee arrives. Renee is here and uh, Jess and her are friendly and Jess is like, oh, so who do you want to see here? Are you excited to see anyone? Is there anyone you, like, want to talk to? And Renee's like, this is weird. Why is she? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? And then she sees them um, at the table uh, her hand on his thigh and she's like ah and then we hear her say I always wondered why Kieran goes after my friends this is not a new thing yeah that makes me like oh Kieran's always been Kieran's a like, dog yeah I realized that now Kieran was just lovely to Angie because she she was the only lady there yeah yep he's he's no good uh and uh, Mary's very happy at this dinner because she gets to sit next to Glenn, who she likes, and um, just watch everything go down. It has nothing to do with her. And then we see Kieran apologize to the whole table. If Kieran is in such a bad mood. He does not want to do this. Um, no. And then he says, look, I'm sorry. I, Renee, I'm sorry for cheating on you. You know, I've told everyone I cheated on you. I'm sorry. And then she says that he should apologize in private just to her. Which, has he not apologized yet? Why is she saying he should say it alone? Yeah, I think that maybe he hasn't apologized then. I think he's just been apologizing. I think he's just trying to look like a good dude. Yeah. Um, By and like then confessing it. Renee says well. that he's only told 50% of the story. Um, and then there's all these questions. Where did you first meet? And he just, he just zooms through them. So they met through friends and then they messaged on Instagram and that's how it happened. And then they ask... Did something happen in Bali? And then he storms off. He's gone. He's out. Yeah, he's like, fuck this, I'm done, and walks off. And then I'm like, what happened in Bali? Is 
is that when you i'm confused because i thought it was like at a wedding somewhere maybe it was a wedding in bali i don't know i think they went on um, a trip it was uh kieran renee naranga and others i don't know who else um i also like Brittany says once kieran storms off is there any questions towards me <laughs> that's funny <laughs> she's funny um, um, then Glenn's- Glenn goes, then Glenn goes after Kieran and so does Tim. Tim is the biggest shit stirrer at this dinner. I, I am so angry at him <laughs> and I feel like it's one of the most unattractive traits ever for him to be so like, oh, just mean to people too. I'm like, sorry. I think it's him, funny. <laughs> him just saying stuff that doesn't hasn't happened i am very angry at it well, it's, yeah it's so funny glenn follows kieran and then tim's there and glenn's like tim please just don't and i was like glenn first of all who are you like he's Glenn's like i'm gonna fix this i'm like i've never seen you before still um but whatever anyway so kieran's crying he's left the table and then tim yeah tim begins to weave his little web um and then so cass is like cass is like to renee i'll catch you up you know um I was, Kieran showed interest in me, but um, I told him that we were friends, which is, which is. Not the truth. Not the truth. And then Tim goes, you were getting pretty close, but. So I was happy that he said that because Cass was trying to get out of here scot-free. Yeah, Um, she was trying to minimize the relationship with Kieran. Yeah, she was. And and Tim was trying to maximize it. (laughs) Yeah. Because he says she's trying to be like no no and then he goes kieran was going to give cass his rose until i said she's not going to give it back um and then cass goes on to say well um so i never kissed him he kissed abby and then he kissed jess and then tim goes that's your side of the story you guys went on a long walk on the beach (laughs) (laughs) cass does not like this this is not working out well for cass and then renee tells tim to shut the fuck up um and then naranga puts his arm around renee they're very good friends naranga says we're really good mates um and that they met and that they went to bali together and then um tim says yeah you must be really good mates (laughs) at this at which point glenn tells tim to shut the fuck up everyone's just telling tim to shut the fuck up well he's so annoying i find it very funny I hate it. I get so annoyed. You can tell that Brit is getting pissed off at Tim. And um, when Tim interrupts everyone constantly, Brit yells at him, Tim, let him speak, when Mm. Glenn's trying to talk to Renee. Um, And then Renee cries and walks away and Naranga walks after her and comforts her. Yeah. Brit is pissed Uh, off with Tim. I don't know how, in my mind, that was going to be the end of their relationship, but seemingly not. I don't know. Um, Renee, um, starts crying about how she's keeping Kieran's secrets, which is like, I don't see why that's a problem. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm keeping all these secrets. It's like, who cares? If someone, is this a secret? You can keep it a secret. I don't understand this burden of having secrets. Yeah, I think she's, um, I think she just wants everything to be known about how, like, all of Kieran's dirty laundry or whatever but I honestly I kind of got annoyed because they made it out like this was the biggest secret in the history of the world throughout the Mm. whole um episode and I was just like what the fuck is this secret and then when we found out what the secret was I didn't think it matched up to the level of 
build up they'd given it. Well, that's why she's saying, like, I'm keeping these, like, it's burdening her by not revealing this thing. So then Renee and Kieran finally speak, and they're, like, sort of away from the cameras in the dark, and Renee wants to sit down, but Kieran's like, no, the cameras will see us. And then she's like, they're already filming us. Like, obviously they can hear you. You've got mics on. Um, but then they eventually sit down, and he's and she's like, I know you're doing this for the camera. He's like, I'm not. I've told everyone the truth. And she's like, no, you haven't. And he's like, what haven't I said? And then she says that Kieran left the bachelorette for Renee and was calling her while he was in the house and saying I miss you how are you how's your dog all this stuff and then they say so he came back for you and then she says who do you think picked him up from the airport bum 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 yeah so I was like wait what the fuck did Kieran lie about his grandma dying um And But I did have a look on the internet and stuff and it said that, no, he didn't lie about his grandma dying, but it wasn't the grandma that he was talking about in the show a lot. Apparently it was like his great-grandma who obviously still very sad, but it wasn't the grandma he was super, super close with. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently it's a different grandma. So I think this was edited to make it more dramatic than it is. I mean, like clearly he just still had feeling for Renee while he was on the show Which is fine. Which is fine. And then when a relative died, he just wanted to go home and part of home is Renee. Yeah. I don't understand why that was this big... Like, don't get me wrong, Kieran's a dog, but I don't understand why Renee felt so burdened by this information that she just had to share it with everyone. Yeah, no, I don't think that this was a big deal. I think Kieran has made himself look bad throughout this show way more than that is because I don't think that's a big issue I still be in love with an ex is fine I'm thinking like maybe like if anyone if anyone was looking at Renee badly and then she was wearing the brunt of that then I could understand but like no one even knows who Renee is (laughs) yeah it doesn't it's fine anyway um uh yeah apparently he said he loved her he realized he still loved her and he wanted to make it work anyway boom that's episode that's episode three (sighs) yeah okay episode four next episode is i'm gonna say some of the best reality tv i've ever seen i was so entertained by the first part of this episode (laughs) this is one i would actually recommend people watch (laughs) yeah Okay, so it opens with um, Tim admitting that he was stirring shit up at this Buller banquet. Uh, I think he li- He said that Cass and Kieran were holding hands. I think he was lying about that. I don't think they were holding hands. Um, but, you know, I, somewhere between Tim and Cass's stories is the truth. Yeah, I reckon, like, holding hands isn't a big deal. I reckon they may have held hands. I mean, they're walking along a beach or whatever. And then, you know, I reckon they would have held hands. That's not a big deal, though, I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, Tim was just trying to, um, you know, fuck shit up and then defend his his friend Kieran. I, like, obviously it would be very stressful being there, but not being there, I was very grateful for Tim because I thought it was funny. That's what I'll say. Britt did not like this because obviously it reflects on her because she's sort of dating him. And uh, yeah. she's she's sort of pissed about it. And she's like, I can't believe what happened. So Tim's response to this 
is to decide that he's fucked everything up and that he's just going to leave, which is an extremely childish way. Like, instead of just being like, I fucked up, he, like, turns to anger and, like, has a little tantrum, essentially, and says, I've got to go. Yeah. Then Jamie is upset (laughs) that Tim is maybe going to leave and Jamie tries to stop Tim from leaving. And Britt has just sort of let Tim go. He's just like, whatever. She's just like, whatever. If you're going to leave, you're going to leave. But Jamie is is crying. That's exactly what you should do because when people have tantrums like this, it's because they they want they've done something wrong, and their in their instinct is to get mad so that then they're the one being comforted, and then they don't actually have to you know comfort someone else because they're the one yeah. who's caused pain. It's it's a very strange interaction between Jamie and Tim. This like, <laughs> so Jamie says. Wh- you know I came here because of you. And then he starts crying. And he says, Tim, please, you fucking know how much you mean to me. And he's sobbing. And Tim yeah. says, I'll see you on the outside. I'm not dying, bro. And then, yeah, Jamie's like, no, no, this isn't happening, bro. No, I want to wake up and see you every morning. Oh. This is so... I'm like... Because it's just... I think it's like... I think Jamie thinks he's like a best i don't know i get a bit worried about jamie because i'm not sure that he's like Im- i feel like potentially he could be on the spectrum or something um and i worry sometimes about the way he's portrayed on well, the show definitely- like to just be a big dumb idiot who's like crazy uh yeah i mean he definitely has trouble um i think communicating effectively and like I'm not gonna try and diagnose him, but um, yeah. he has he doesn't find socializing as easy as as everyone else as as a lot of these people as Tim and Tim says how is he forty and I'm twenty seven and I'm fathering him. And to be says, fair, I don't think Jamie listens when other people speak a no, lot of no, the time. No, no, no. He says, look how much you're fuck you're fucking hurting me right now. <laughs> and then Jamie goes and cries to Brit, um, and in. And uh, and she's like, ah, oh. and he says that he's gonna leave too. And she's like, ah, oh. <laughs> she's trying to show him sympathy, but she just doesn't have it in her. Um, and then Tim goes to Brit's bureau, is that what it's called? Her little room, and uh, they're like laying on her bed, and uh, he's sort of just like got his head in her lap, and um, that he's he says he's so embarrassed and he's sorry that he was rude and that she's too good for him. And she's sort of comforting him, um, which is like he needs to work on how he deals with um, knowing he's done the wrong thing. <laughs> and he says yeah. he's going to sleep on it. And now, um, <laughs> and now Jamie, <laughs> Jamie's like, I've got to go see Tim. And Brittany's, he's talking to Brittany. And she says, uh, oh, do you want me to come? And he says, no, I'm going to go alone. And then he goes and goes to Tim's room. And now Tim had already, uh, Jamie watched Tim pack his bags and walk out of his room, but he didn't see him go to Britt's room. So no, Jamie thinks, realizes, yeah. he thinks Tim's gone. And then he starts crying again. <laughs> and so then he starts packing his bags. So he's like, no, Tim, no. And then he walks out. He walks out of paradise. He storms out. 
He's like, that's it. Tim's gone. I'm gone. And then everyone else thinks this is hilarious because it is a very rash decision that he has made. Yeah, seemingly everybody else knows that Tim is still there. But just let Jamie walk out. And at one point somebody (laughs) says it's a two-kilometre walk to the road. Yeah, one of the producers says to Jake, it's not funny. And Jake says, it is funny. It's a 2K walk to the road. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And he walks all the way there. And then, like, he gets to the car. And then they're like, they have to convince him that Tim is actually still there. And they promise they're not lying. And then he's like, okay, I guess I'll just go back. So then he has to walk a walk of shame all the way back. To his, to his beret. Um, bless his heart. I think he's so sensitive. I think he doesn't have tools to deal with things. He needs more tools to deal with things that happen. I really, I really care for Jamie. I feel so bad for him. Everybody, I don't, he just it. Nobody can connect very well. Tim can. Tim can, but also Tim sort of like I feel like is a different person around Jamie than around everyone else. So, um, yeah, because he'll happily make fun of Jamie to everybody else. But he makes but fun then- of Jamie to his face. I think that's why I like their friendship is that I don't think Tim is like nice to him, and then behind his back he's like, "Oh, this guy's fucking crazy." Like he says it to his <laughs> face, <laughs> and I think that's the kind of friend that Jamie needs because I don't. I think anything else is someone being dishonest with him. Jamie doesn't listen, though. Like, when Tim does say stuff, like, you can't do that, bro. Jamie just, it just goes straight over his head or something. <laughs> okay. Anyway, next day, um, Tim does a little barbecue to lift the spirits because everything's all in ruins. Um, and then Alicia arrives. Alicia is yes. back. How exciting. Alicia, she was um, on... Honey Badger season, and then she was on Bachelor in the Paradise season two. So we have Alicia. We have known about Alicia um, since the start of this podcast. You've seen all her entire journey, Danielle. Yes, I love Alicia, and she walks in and she stops when she sees Glenn, and seemingly this is love at first sight for both of them. Glenn says he's yes. swept off his feet by Alicia. Nice. And I, this, this makes me happy because I haven't given a shit about Glenn until now. And now I love Glenn. Now I'm all about Glenn. Before I was like, now, who is Glenn? Now I'm like, Glenn, you are a sweet man and you see, you see the good in people. Yeah, bless. Anyway, um, Osha walks in. You see in. the good in people? <laughs> yeah, he's great. He can see who's got a good heart immediately. Yeah, I mean, I think he was also looking at her ass, but sure. Um, All right, so Osh takes Alicia away to do a blind date with three guys who are, the worst thing I've ever heard, clean skins. Yes, that's the, that, I hate that. So she's going to meet three guys who've never been on the show before, never been on any show in the Bachelor franchise. Um, This doesn't bode well for them, I don't think. What do you mean? What part? Like just for them the, not being on the, the show? Yeah, because I feel like from being on TV or being, you know, I feel like being being through those experiences that all these people have gone through about being on TV and stuff, they're sort of like you sort of have an understanding mm. of what's happening and just like 
I feel like you have maybe a bit of like self-awareness around stuff and I feel like I feel like everybody would sort of be maybe a little bit standoffish towards these people who don't have the same life experiences of them and haven't been through the same stuff. I feel like yeah, it puts maybe. them at a, at a massive disadvantage. I don't know. Yeah. I guess probably because no one would have a background on you. You're not in the you're not in the clique. Yeah. Um, we got a cool shot of Jess teaching Cass and Mary how to twerk. Uh, Cass really cannot do it. Um, that's how I look when I try to twerk. It's it's yes. trying to like it's trying to make like a plate of jelly shake when there's no jelly on it. It just I, doesn't work. I also feel like Cass is. Cass is excited. She's seemingly having a fun time learning how to twerk from the lady who she said before was a tattooed stripper in like a derogatory way. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, but now, Cass. but now she's not fighting her for a man, so it's fine. They can be friends. <laughs> Great outlook, Cass. Um, and then, but they intercut this with some very cool shots of these lizards. I. I'm sure they're not lizards. I'm sure someone's going to point out what they are. Um, they're tilting their heads at the bad twerking and then they're doing some dancing of their own. And I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving these editors. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure they're lizards. Are I, they? I'm pretty sure what you can classify of? a goanna as a lizard or like a Komodo dragon is probably a type of lizard. Yeah, maybe. Hang on, let's look it up. I feel like it's a lizard of some sort. Lizards. nothing's nothing's come up straight away. That's fine. We'll, well look it up later. Okay, it says the Komodo dragon is a species of lizard. If I guess a Komodo dragon is a lizard, they're all lizards. Those four-legged, okay. spiny, <laughs> like, scaly things with tails, they're all lizards in my opinion. All right, um, chill out, bro. I will not You're hear any too. more on the matter. <laughs> um, Alicia sits down with the clean skins. Oh, God, why does that sound so bad? It, uh, it's horrible. It's the word skin. It doesn't need to be there. Um, I've written they are all the same shade of beige. They just look like three copy-paste, like, random generated white man, to be honest. Um, well, they all look she, the same, like, even cannot, their faces. Yeah, she cannot – well, they don't actually, but they – they do when you see them all at once. It's hard to distinguish. Anyway, Alicia can't stop thinking about Glenn this entire time, who is a different shade of beige. Um, but Glenn has decided he's really interested in Alicia, so he immediately, without even barely talking to Alicia, without even establishing that she feels the same, he goes and tells Eleanor that he just wants to be friends. Um, which is, you know, noble, I guess. That's a good thing to do. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Especially if you're immediately not interested in her anymore. Mm. Um, Alex shows up in the ocean. We remember Alex from Angie's season of The Yes, Bachelor, and your right? interaction with him online. No, I didn't talk to Alex. Wasn't Alex the long-haired model man no, you you're spoke to? No, you're thinking of Wes. Oh, okay. Well, I've been looking <laughs> at Alex with different eyes this whole time. I thought he was the man you were talking to I don't who think didn't get Alex your joke would be that weird on Instagram. I think Alex would be normal and understand a joke. Um, so Alex shows up in the ocean. He was he did that stand-up set. They they released this. Remember they did the comedy sets and they released them online and we watched a few of them? He definitely did yep. one of those. And it was fine. It was about like him and Kieran being BFFs or something. And then all the boys go in to hug him and everyone's like, woo! And then Jamie joins in and it's so funny when he joins in. He <laughs> 
They're yeah. all there with their shirts off in board shorts. He's wearing like a button up and he gets in there and he, just a little bit too late. <laughs> gets up and hugs him. Um, and, and then, then Alicia, Renee is oh. annoyed because um, she thought Alex was really hot, but then she finds out he's Kieran's best friend. Yeah, wow, wow. Um, and then uh, Alicia shows back up with the three guys um, and uh, – and they're like, "What show are you off? What show are you off?" And they're like, "No, we haven't, we haven't been on a show." Um, and then Brittany starts talking to Connor, one of the clean skins, um, mm-hmm. and uh, tells him. So they're trying to give him the rundown, and she goes, "Last time I was here, I got blindsided by some loser," <laughs> which is true. Um, and she is so drunk at this point, I will say. Um, and then we have a little um, montage of Jake telling everyone how much he misses Megan. Yeah. He's doomed. He's doomed, this guy. He's doomed to love Megan forever. <laughs> and then we see Alicia and Glenn chatting for the first time. It's clear that this feeling is mutual. They're very excited yeah. to be talking to each other. It's lovely. It made me feel all nice inside. Yeah, it was cute. And then she accidentally called him Greg. Yeah, that was funny too. I was hoping that at the rose ceremony she would say Greg because I thought that, that would have been be funny. a funny callback, but that's fine. I guess she didn't want to – there's supposed to be like sweet moments, I guess, but I, that's something I would have yeah. done. And um, then Tim Tim says to Eleanor while Alicia and Glenn are talking um, because uh, Eleanor's sort of watching them like all like, what? What's happening over there? Um and then Tim says to Eleanor, you're giving Jake and Glenn donuts. You're giving them nothing. Which I guess is true, but also I guess it's hard that early on. But I guess you could flirt more and not just be like, yes, hello. Good I just day. think Eleanor is not going to find a partner on one of these shows. She's not this type of person who would just jump headfirst into something on a whim. She's No, a I think she person, needs to be like... Say. I think Eleanor needs more than a normal person. I think she would need, like, knowing somebody for, like, two years as friends or something first and, like, fully sort of knowing them a bit more. Well, I think she just needs to know – I honestly think she just needs to know someone outside of an environment where everyone's pressured to be like, when do you want kids? What do you see in me? What are you looking for in a partner? Because that would make me go, I would be Yeah, like, that's what up. I mean. She needs to be friends with somebody for a few years so that then they have a but base why, of other things to, to talk two about. Years. You just have normal conversation. When you meet someone, you don't give them the third degree. You just say, hi, what's up? And then just see what happens there. I don't yeah, understand why saying, every ha- question has to have like an intention behind it to get you towards the goal of marriage. It's, yeah, I'm just saying sick. for Eleanor, I think she needs to. She needs somebody who is just uh, has a base level of friendship with her first. Before right. they're talking about relationships and stuff. I don't I genuinely mean someone. they need to know each other for two years. <laughs> All right, well, that's to what you, something. you said. That is what you said. So I'm just going off what you said, but that's all right. Um, now, Brittany is confused by Jamie yet again. He's giving her very mixed signals um, on everything, basically. Uh, and Connor gets a date card and takes Brittany... He says, Brittany, we're going on a date. And this is Brittany's, she's never gotten, she's never been asked on a single date before. Never in no. the history on her third time on the show. Uh, and then, unfortunately, she starts vomiting. Yeah, so, that made me so sad. 
Yeah, so she has gastro, I think. And has to quarantine. Which I is feel very like now. This made me feel like a lot of people on this show get gastro and then they just don't, <clears throat> we just don't see them for a bit, but <laughs> yeah. they never tell us that they have gastro. Well, is this something like, I know when people go to like different countries, they like have a tendency to get gastro. So I maybe, maybe Fiji is one of them. Yeah, I think it's just like the different water and stuff, right? I was in when I was in I Morocco, they said like, well, I didn't know for a bit, and that you weren't supposed to drink the water. But I was just drinking all the water, and then, oh. but I was fine. Did but then everybody sick? was looking at me like I was crazy. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> fine, but oh, yeah. everybody else was drinking bottled water, and then I was just like, uh oh, I've just been drinking tap water. Whoopsies. Yeah. Um, maybe you, you have a strong stomach. There you go. Weak ass, weak ass, um, stomachs. Anyway, um, maybe. poor Brittany has to quarantine. Um, so she can't go on a date. So, so, um, very upsetting for her. And then Glenn is like, well, um, I'm just going to take it. Someone's going to go. They've already booked this venue and there's probably some ad, ad deal with this, place so he decides to take alicia on the date very cute and that's then very nice of you a Glenn. lot of time rubbing lotion on each other which yeah. is like i see what you mean about him <laughs> caring about her beautiful soul which i'm sure he also does but <laughs> it was just two bodies just rubbing each other up yeah they love those types of dates i would have <laughs> genuinely i would have loved to have seen Brittany on this date though she would have been so funny Aww, yeah Anyway, they get wrapped up in some banana leaves and they kiss. It's very exciting. Very happy for Alicia because some of you will remember that she... uh, She she got got, fucked over by Jules. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. And, like, I don't know. If if you're getting fucked over, I think you wanted to be by someone worth it. And I do not think Jules was worth it. Like, it's, like, embarrassing, you know? Uh, anyway, cut back to paradise. Naranga is mass is massaging Cass's feet. I this I do not like Cass. I know you we've do said it not before, like Cass. Um, but Cass is saying that he's friend zoned and he's giving her friendship foot rubs, even though Naranga's like clearly like he's trying to. You know, you don't give foot rubs to friends. When she knows what she's doing. She says, you know, my first ever boyfriend got me through persistence. And he goes, yeah. yeah. And then he keeps massaging. So she's literally being like, I'm not interested in you, but who knows? But I'm not interested in you, but who knows? Come on, man. Grow up. I don't like her at all. Um, anyway, Alicia and Glenn have champagne and a little chat. And Glenn is treating her with respect and kindness is what Alicia says. And mm-hmm. she says she'd like to have three to four kids. And then they switch. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of Eleanor. <laughs> Complete um, opposite. Uh, um, and then Osh pops up and says there's going to be a rose ceremony. So there's yes. the women are in charge here. The women have the roses. There's two more men. So two men are going to be going home. And then we get this whole little package of Jake basically being the rose police. 
and telling everyone like he's so mad I hate it when people come in like we have enough seasons of this show now that people come in and they're like this is the way things are supposed to work we had it with Lizzie on Married at First Sight you know she came back in and she's like you guys aren't doing it properly based on how I did it last year yeah it's like shut up it's you're not he thinks he's the Rose police and I've written here go home Jake um (laughs) Because I wanted him to leave. Because he just kept talking about friendship roses and how you shouldn't be giving out friendship roses. And though I think for the most part he is right, it's like it's not something that you can police. Like people like trading roses so that they can stay for longer. I just shut up. It's none of your business. Do you know what I mean? It's none of your business. Also, yeah, they might want to give each other friendship roses until maybe somebody they like comes in. Exactly, and if you if you say you're one of the women here and you don't have anyone that you're interested in, well, you might as well give it to one of your friends. Like you have one to give out to keep someone here, you might as well give it to one of your friends. You know? Yeah, you're not gonna um, just be guess, like, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, well, I guess he's saying, you know, you could start sort of striking deals, like I keep you, you keep me. So I understand it to a point where like Brittany's trying to decide between Connor and Jamie. Um. And obviously Jamie doesn't really have interest in her. But to be fair, Brittany has some interest in Jamie. But then also Connor tried to take Brittany on a date. So in this scenario, I understand where Jake is coming from because it's like Brittany should definitely give her rose to Connor. Yes, but she's also having a dilemma because Jamie gave her a rose last time. So she also feels a bit of an onus there to give it back. And also like Jamie keeps saying they're friends, but then um, Brittany comes back in time for the rose ceremony and before it Jamie says he wishes he could have been the one to take her on a date and so he just keeps feeding her these little things and I don't think he's trying to be manipulative but I think he wants to be nice to the point where he's giving her hope because he feels bad but he's already done the rejection part and then he feels so bad about it that he undoes it (laughs) and it's so stupid Anyway, Brittany tells Jamie that he's going to get her rose and then he tells Con- she tells Connor that, uh, sorry, she's going to give her rose to Jamie. Um, and Alicia's like, Brittany, why? <laughs> she's like, Brittany, this is like, Jamie's not interested in you. Connor is just... What are you doing? Yeah, and so we get the idea that maybe, maybe Brittany is going to give Connor her rose. It really sounds like I'm talking about virginity. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get to the rose ceremony. Um, Alicia chooses Glenn, and then Cass chooses Naranga, and then this is when Jake gets mad enough to do his little speech. Um, yeah. Because of Cass choosing Naranga, I think. He does his little lecture on friendship roses. This is a special place that means so much to me. Bro, that's just your experience. Like, chill out. He's so intense. Sorry, I just... Yeah. Just chill out. And then he says, you know, I've realized that I'm he- while I'm here that I'm still in love with someone else so I'm leaving to go and fight for who I love okay I mean that Bye. is a weird thing to do when she is the one who broke up with you you know what I mean like if it was like a fight and then it sort of fizzled out or yeah I feel I like understand. you could have yeah you could have probably just waited until after you got kicked out of paradise or something and well, then, but also I, I, I do respect him for leaving because he clearly yeah. wasn't feeling it with anyone and he wanted to try and recreate magic that was just not going to happen. I'm glad he left because I think he didn't want to be there for the right reasons. So I'm glad he did that. I'm just doubting his chances <laughs> with no. the girl who has broken up with him 
twice and she sort of broke up with him once on the show. Like they, they made it to the end of season one, but they decided to not do like the commitment ceremony thing at the end because it was too much pressure. Okay. And in that commitment ceremony, like it doesn't have to be like, will you marry me? It can literally just be like, thank you for being here with me. Maybe they'll say, I love you. And then they'll be like, I can't wait to, you know, move like do more of this in the date on world. the outside but, but yeah. megan didn't even want to do that she just said let's yeah, okay. just see how it goes she clearly like it was hard to watch and it's and it hurts even more now that he's like still in love with her because i don't think she gives a shit no um anyway and then brit chooses tim she says tim h that's how i find out one of the clean skins names is tim it's tim yeah. Um, Renee gives hers to Gilly, another one of the clean skins. Jess to Kieran. Eleanor to Alex. Mary gives hers to Connor. So we never get to see who Brittany was going to choose because Connor's gone. So then Brittany yeah. chooses Jamie because she was trying to decide between them. And then Tim leaves. This Tim we don't know anything about. I'm, He's gone. I, I'm glad that this happened only because I didn't want them to have to keep saying Tim H. You know? Yeah, and now he's probably still so much of a clean skin he can go on The Bachelor or whatever they want to do with him. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, um, and that's, that's the, the end, end of the episode. episode. So now, now I did want to, to episode touch five. on. I did want to touch on the little episode that got uploaded to Facebook. Yes. There was this episode, this six-minute thing on Facebook called Cabana Drama. Um, yes. And... And it just showed Mary and Cass being so awful. Yeah, in their little, in their little bedroom beret. thing, whatever it is, beret, bitching about everybody else in a really malicious way. Well, bitching about mostly Abby is what we saw, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it just I Cass is thirty four, right? Like she's significantly older than us, and she sounds like a yeah. child. Like she's saying she's. She's in there, little beret. She's like, oh, 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 Abby's trying so hard. Like, and Mary's like, yeah, to get the camera time. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's going in the pool in her bikini. Oh, like, what do you mean? What do you want her to wear? A scuba suit? Also, everyone wears bikinis on this show. Like, everyone on this show is hot. So everyone wears yeah. nothing. That's fine. It's not her. You guys everyone are both wearing bikinis. This. Yeah, like, fucking hell. Like, I remember when Alicia said she, like, for Bachelor in Paradise season two, she got like really buff beforehand so that she would look good in a bikini and could wear one. And, um, you know, respect to her for being honest about it because that is what you do there. I don't know. Anyway, and then they show like Eleanor and Abby talking about who's going to get whose rose. And Abby doesn't say a single bad thing about Cass, which, um, no. and she posted about this. She's like, if I did, they would have used it. And I completely agree because the only bad yeah. things we hear her say about Cass are in those little talking heads where they never actually show us the full sh- footage of what she's saying because they're stitching yeah. it together. That is my sincere belief. Um, and then they just, and then when Abby gets kicked out, they're like, ha, ha, ha. I knew it wouldn't be her season. I knew it wouldn't. It's like, what is wrong with you? Like, she's a normal Yeah, person. they're really, really mean. Cass is genuinely a nasty person, I think. She's been nasty to several people. I'm over yeah. it. Anyway, and we also get... And even her own friend choosing to be like, I'll I'll go hook up with Kieran still yeah. after he broke her friend's heart. And che- like, you know, he cheated on her. If if a man 
if if one of my friends got cheated on, I would never, I probably wouldn't speak to that person again. Yeah. I mean, that's just common sense. That would cause yeah. them so much hurt. Like, it's one thing if they, like, broke up and it was amicable or whatever and then it was some time later, but it sounds like it happened, they broke up, like, a month beforehand because he cheated on her. Yeah. What are you doing? Anyway, and then we also get some lovely shots of Tim and Jamie's beret. (laughs) And Tim's talking about Brit and he's like, oh, my God, she's so, like, She's now, just remember guys, Brit and Brittany are two different people. And he's like talking about Brit. He's like, oh, she's so, she's so hot and she's so cool. And like, I thought she was, and then Jamie's like, yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, don't get too attached. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such a fucking bizarre thing to say. And Tim is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you talking about? Yeah. Cause to me it was like, wait, is Jamie going to kill Brit if she gets too close? (laughs) don't get too attached it just seems like something that's been said to him or something and he just like said it without even like it was just like auto automated response was don't get too attached to this girl he's dating on this show where you're supposed to find your true love or whoever yeah very very strange yeah don't get too attached uh and then it shows them a little bit later on after abby left and jamie's still feeling bad about it and he's like why like what what the hell like I didn't know that was gonna happen and Tim's like we told you like we told you we were gonna do it and you said you didn't care and he's like oh man everyone's gonna think I'm crazy and Tim's like you are crazy (laughs) and he says but I don't think I'm as crazy as I come across on tv though and Tim says nah you're not you're not that crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's why I like their friendship because Tim is honest with him and that's what he needs yeah I think he really genuinely cares about him anyway I hope so. It's a very strange dynamic. It is. It's very big brother, little brother, even though the little brother is 15 years older. <laughs> it's very strange. I love them. I want a whole show just about them. Okay. So episode five of Bachelor in Paradise uh, opens with Cass saying, I gave my rose to Naranga. I can say his name now. Ha <laughs> ha which is, I am so angry. Like, that just made me dislike her so much. As if, like, Naranga is not a hard name to say. You're just saying that because it's not a white name. Like Exactly. Piss me off. I, honestly, if you meet someone who doesn't have, like, a classic Anglo name, you should try to learn how to pronounce it immediately because they're used to having their names mispronounced. And it's fucking rude because people just don't it's so easy to put the effort in there's no sound in naranga that isn't hard to say it's also not dissimilar to her own name cassandra (laughs) (laughs) so what's happened is we've talked for like a minute we had a tiny break and then you've just in fear picked the microphone back up i've never seen you look so terrified Oh, so horrified. I'm keep. I'm just gonna keep that. That's fine. They can just hear you in the distance. It'll be very funny. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Oh my god, we can't I'm so manufacture sorry, that kind of rage. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, congratulations on after what a week and who knows if you knew Naranga before this. Maybe she didn't. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that she didn't. Um, you should just know how to pronounce. Just learn how to pronounce people's names when you meet them. Don't be rude. I mean, says me who couldn't pronounce your name for a year, but that's because I thought I knew I was doing it right, and you never told yeah. me otherwise. 
I mean, also, it like it's hard to remember everybody's name in a group setting when it's a group of strangers. But if you know most of the people in the group setting, and there's only like two new names you need to remember, you can remember two new names. Yeah. Also, she and would have known everyone's names for sure. If she wasn't sure how to pronounce Naranga's name, then she could have asked him when she first met him. But even if she'd never met Glenn, she would know his name is Glenn. So I yeah. swear she would have known everyone's names apart from Naranga's, how to pronounce it. Anyway, it's just rude. It's just so rude. Naranga isn't, Naranga's name isn't a hard name to pronounce though, is also my no. issue. It's not like yeah. it's like, it's it's three syllables and they're easy. Yeah, but it's not John. <laughs> I'm Whatever. so angry because she thought she was being funny when she was saying that line. Like she well, thought I she was just being funny and relatable. Like it was funny. Makes me yeah, sick. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't funny and it made me angry. Yeah, and if I was Naranga, I'd be angry, angry too. Anyway, Mary says she likes Connor. So that's exciting for them. Um... And uh, they're all talking about how Kieran isn't here for commitment and Jess is, and that might not pan out very well. Um, yes, and then, and then we cut to... Oh, and then we cut to Jess saying she's put all her eggs in Kieran's basket. Yeah, and he just laughs and says he's the Easter Bunny because <laughs> he refuses to actually acknowledge what she's saying. <laughs> uh, Renee says... Because she's trying to be like... She's trying to very lightly say, I'm here just for you now. And he's just going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> la, la, la. Um, and then Renee says that he, she knows that Kieran has slept with Kiki Morris. Okay, so this is when everybody starts to talk about Kiki. I have no idea who the fuck Kiki is. And then no, me um, also, like, people are also talking about Kira, so I'm just assuming that Kiki is, like, a nickname for Kira as well, and then we later find out that, no, Kira, Kiki is a different person to Kira. I knew Kiki wasn't Kira. I did know that, but I didn't know who Kiki was. Um, now, Brittany says um, that this morning Jamie kissed her on the cheek and thanked her for giving him her rose, uh, mm-hmm. and Brittany takes this as a romantic sign. And then um, we cut to Jamie then again talking about all the girls to Tim about how he likes Eleanor and he likes Renee. <laughs> did you hear what he uh, said about Eleanor? What did he say? Jamie says see, he's talking about he says uh, I like Helena because she like she like gets me she like gets everything I say you know she like gets me because she's like intelligent. And then I'm like, wait, ja- does Jamie think he's really intelligent? And that's why people, like, does he genuinely think he's a genius or something? And that's why people don't get him. Because that's <laughs> not the reason. Work out how a drink bottle. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he just likes, he likes all, he likes all these different things about all these different women. And I'd, he can't it, decide. I, I think he baffled. just has so much love to give. <laughs> oh and he God. doesn't know how to concentrate it on one person. Um, And then... Oh my God, Kira is here now. You don't, you haven't met Kira before this. No, I have I been obsessed with Kira for quite some time. She was a monster on Richie's season, but one I found very funny. And then in Bachelor in Paradise, because she was, she wasn't like really in competition with anyone. She was just normal, and she's very funny. Um, 
Now we'll get to what happens later. Okay, good because I and this is just backstory. <laughs> this is my first interaction with Kira, and I have to say, I'm not a fan right now. <laughs> and that is understandable. Um, so she says that her and so she was with Jared Woodgate, um, who uh, who who broke Jared's heart. Was Sophie it? Monk. Sophie Monk. He was the red-faced um, man, right? I've just yes. seen sh- clips of him. Yeah, so he got his heart broken pretty bad. He was also sort of um, made fun of. He was a little bit, he was a tiny bit like Jamie in that way. He's not, he doesn't have, he doesn't lack self-awareness like Jamie does, but he uh, is just easy to, easy to bully, I think. Yeah. Um, he got bullied on his season because he, he made, he made pot plants for him and Sophie. He planted a seed and then they like both grew plants. Sophie actually grew hers and she's like, it's growing and Jared's wasn't growing. And it's because, uh, some shithead was, uh, pissing Piss- in the pot plant. That's right. In fact, I believe it's the guy who has us blocked, if I remember correctly, because... I may or may not have mentioned on an episode about how he beat some guy to a pulp and left him on the road. Um, <laughs> uh, allegedly. That's just okay. what the court said. Um, anyway, I digress. So Kira is here. She's single again now. She says her and Jared broke up because they were at different points in their lives. I think Jared would probably have wanted to settle down and have kids and Kira would not want to. I'm assuming that's what happened. Uh, but they were dating for quite a while. It's clearly a real relationship. Um... And uh, so she gets to do like a blind date game. What's this perfect match? Is that what they call it? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Sit it's behind a wall. Yeah, it's just what they did. I just called it a blind date. I don't know. They used to do it on TV shows, right? Yes. Back in the uh, old days. So she's days. behind this garden wall flower thing, and um, she has written down some questions, and then Osha reads. Should they they, they take all the men away? Um, and they're standing on the other side of this wall. And then one by one, they sit down on these chairs and uh, answer these questions that Osha reads out. Um, and what are we, What I don't know. It's like, what, what, what do you, why did you and your last partner break up? Um, stuff like that. Tim stutters. He can't get through a sentence. Um, and Je- <laughs> they say, what's an embarrassing story about you? And Jamie's like, my embarrassing story is uh, not being able to come up with an embarrassing story on national TV right now. <laughs> he he thought that was going to be so funny and then everybody, <laughs> and then he realised that it wasn't funny and then he was embarrassed by that and then that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's the embarrassing st- I mean, he's, he was right in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she picks Based on the answers to the questions, she picks Connor, one of the clean skins. Oh, God. It sounds like it's something, I don't know, it reminds me of foreskin or something. I think it sounds, to me, it sounds like we're talking about some sort of, like, Nazi thing. A skinhead. Yeah, I don't like what you're it. thinking of. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a Nazi foreskin. It's gross. Um... So, uh... Anyway, Jamie is apparently very happy that Kira is here. He's been looking forward to seeing Kira. And then someone says she loves a clinger because Jared was also known as like the clinger guy on That's Sophie funny. Monk's season. So he's in with a chance because Kira cannot be thrown off by the public's perception of a man. She really <laughs> like, she single-handedly changed how people viewed Jared Woodgate. So Jared better be grateful to her. <laughs> um, 
And then we cut, uh, and then they come back and say, guess what, Kira's here and she's on a date with Connor. Um, and Alicia is nervous because she thinks Kira hates her, essentially. And that Kira posted on her Instagram last year when Bachelor in Paradise Season 2 was on. Kira posted on, in, Kira was doing commentary on Instagram, probably similar to us. Um, yep. <laughs> the only thing is, you know they're going to read hers. Um and uh, she's uh, apparently Kira said that she thought that Alicia and Jules' relationship was fake, and then uh, Alicia messaged her about it on Instagram, and Kira, instead of apologizing, doubled down on it. I mean, I think it's very strange. I didn't watch. I didn't watch Kira's season, so I don't know um, what, like, what happened. But her saying that she stole the storyline, I'm like, I don't. It can't have been fake because. Like, Jules wouldn't have wanted to be portrayed like that. I don't think anybody would, fa- like, I think you'd know you were going to get so much hate, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I if I, if someone said this is rude and it's about me, I would immediately be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. But Kira is not that person. Um, Mary's a bit nervous because Kira is with Connor. Honestly, when she picked him, I knew immediately this is not going to, work this is not going to be a thing um but they show kira and connor on their little date and she's just sort of bossing him around a little bit um and saying she wants to get in her bikini quote so i can show you my rig um one thing uh kira is not burdened by is confidence issues and i love that (laughs) (laughs) um cut back to oh god this hurts um so jay yeah so jamie is at the bar with Kieran and Brittany and yes. Jamie says he's excited to see Kira right there in front of Brittany and Brittany mm-hmm. has a go at him and then Kieran says Brittany isn't going to wait around for you and then Jamie says Jamie just basically ignores Kieran and says if it doesn't work out with Kira I'll just come back to Brittany and then Brittany gets up and walks away and yeah, then Tim says, walks if, over he says if Kira is horrible I'll just come running back that's yeah. what he said and then Brittany gets up and walks away rightfully. And then Tim walks over and Kieran explains to Tim what happened. And then Timmy, <laughs> Tim gets so annoyed at Jamie for it. He's like, what the fuck, dude? You can't just do, you can't just say that right in front of somebody. And like, everybody just keeps on going on about how Jamie has like, Brittany, who's so beautiful, so sweet, so kind, so hot, throwing herself at Jamie. And Jamie's just like pushing her aside. Yeah. And he says... You better be honest with her. Like, if you don't like her, tell her, because otherwise you're going to fuck her up more than Ivan if you're not yeah. honest with her. So I really like Tim. I feel like Tim really cares about Brittany as a person. Yeah. Um, and her past and how, like, how she's been treated like shit. And it's just funny watching the original conversation with, like, Jamie, Kieran, and Brittany. Like, Brittany and Kieran are just making all these jokes about how Brittany's clearly interested in Jamie and he's oblivious to it. And he just continues to be oblivious to it throughout the whole conversation. And because they're speaking in a jokey tone... He can't, like, he can't read it. And it's just, it's just, it's such a, oh, it hurts to watch. Because you're just watching it be like, well, fuck me, right? And he's just like, ha ha. It's so strange. But then immediately it cuts to Jamie, who, so basically immediately Jamie is saying the only person he's interested in is Renee, which is a complete about face he's also said he likes Eleanor and then so it went Eleanor Kira now it's Renee and then Renee just laughs and is confused and then Naranga Mm -hmm. calls Brittany over to tell her what's just happened 
And then yeah. Brittany runs past Jamie and says, looks like I'm third choice. <laughs> yeah, she's clearly upset, but she's like playing it off with humor. And like trying just, to be like, and, what? And Jamie is just like, what's going, did I say the wrong thing? And Kieran is yes. just like, fuck. <laughs> Don't say that to someone, dude. It's crazy. And then uh. it's crazy. But anyway, then Osha walks in and he says they're going to have another um, dinner party. Another a Buller, Buller banquet. banquet. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. I'm just talking about party. it in maths terms because this is a maths <laughs> situation. Yeah, but um, at least they're people we care about. There's questions that I actually want to hear the answer. Yeah. Anyway, then Kira and Connor walk in and Alicia, there's like a, a talking head of her and she says they've had a few run-ins on Instagram. And then everybody answers questions about this friendship rose question. And Mary says... Jess is sick, her- by the way. Jess isn't here. Oh, yes. Jess is sick. Um, and then Mary says that her rose wasn't a friendship rose to Connor. Very bold move in front of Kira, who she's just been on a date with. But they don't care about mm-hmm. each other, so it's fine. And I thought yeah. it was funny. So... <laughs> it was funny. Um, um, Jamie says that they basically uh, pull forcefully out of... Jamie that it was a friendship rose that he gave to Brittany um but everyone's aware that Brittany's wasn't a friendship rose for Jamie and it's very awkward um and then someone asks Kira if she's there to find love or if she's just there to fuck shit up and then someone else I would be so pissed off if I was Alicia someone else says well Alicia has something to say about that which is just like with someone like Kira that is just the fucking last thing that is the last thing you want. Because you know there's like, we both know people who are like, they're cool, but you would never want to get on their bad side at all. Absolutely, like, 100%. And you still like them as a person, but if there was ever any sort of conflict, you would like back down, never talk about it again. <laughs> oh, if I, there's like a certain person who I'm thinking of, who I'm like, if if I ever heard uh, a rumor or anything or anything, I would just be like, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear this. I'm not telling anybody <laughs> That I heard yeah. anything. I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna not ever say anything. Never respond to anything about it. Goodbye. I'm out. <laughs> um, but I, I think, think it was Kira Tim who is said definitely that. Definitely one of those people. Tim. Yeah. I thought it was a. I thought it was a girl. Oh, maybe it could have been Cass or something. I don't know. But I know that Tim said. Um, Tim said you should have seen what she was saying about you today. Tim said that, that about what Tim Alicia said? to Kira. Yeah. Oh, fucking Tim. Now I'm mad at Tim because I like I can understand the panic that you would feel as Alicia for someone like Kira. I would be like, Fuck. yeah. And Tim Fuck. likes to Tim likes to make things way worse than they are and make things bigger than they are. Because if I was Alicia, I would be stressed out if Kira was gonna come in knowing you'd had like an Instagram thing go down or something. I think I would yeah. be just a bit like, oh no, I'm worried she doesn't like me. She was saying all this mean stuff about me online. And, like, if she's not there to defend herself, it kind of does seem like you're slagging her off. But also Mm -hmm. she's done – if she's said some mean stuff about you, then you're allowed to say what's happened and why you're scared of her coming in. Yeah. But this is put to the side for a second. As um, Jamie is asked if he sees any potential with Brittany. And he basically refuses to answer the question. Um, and then he starts talking about how, like, he used to think that Tim was the funniest person he'd ever met, but then he met Brittany, and now Tim's number two, like, because Brittany just, like, is so amazing. 
And <sighs> like, it's clear that this could be taken romantically. The way he's worded it is, it's like romanticized. And um, yeah. then, then I noticed Alicia was crying, and I'm like, did they edit this weird? And like, put anyway. It turns out Alicia was crying because it mirrors. Because then he, Jamie says the word friends again, and it reminds Alicia of Jules because it was always weirdly romantic, but then, oh, we're friends. Um, yeah, 100%. She wouldn't want Brittany to go through that, especially after what happened no, with Brittany doesn't. last year, her last year. Also, just, like, what she would have, like, also, like, I think she said on another thing that, like, stuff had happened outside the house, like, on the reunion and stuff, and it just kept going on for ages. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. He just strung there'll be her along more to for it. a while. And you're drinking. Everybody's drinking in this. You're hyper emotional. And Kira's here stressing you out. And she's stressed out. out already. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kira chooses this moment when Alicia is already crying to be like, let's go back to what, was, what people were saying before. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Which is so rude. I can't, I cannot defend Kira here. I think Kira is under the impression that um, if you face things head on that you that you are good at dealing with conflict. Whereas I would say that Kira is very bad at dealing with conflict because she's a terrible communicator. She interrupts constantly and um, she's basically walking contradiction because yeah. she's well, essentially Eleanor- saying like Alicia was talking about me before I came in the house. That's not a very good character trait, don't you think? That Those are her words. But really yeah. the reason this started in the, start, in the beginning is because Kira was saying things about Alicia unprompted. Yeah. When um, when Kira, like, wanted to say, when she said, like, we need to go back to when Alicia wanted to say something earlier, this is when I did start to like Eleanor. Because mostly I don't really care about Eleanor. Like, I don't mm. really just, like, I'm just like, eh, whatever. But Eleanor said, um, I probably wouldn't right now because Alicia is crying. And I think that that was really nice of her to, like, stand up to Kira a bit to be like not right now she's having a tough time and then Kira said I don't care some people are just a bit sensitive I think (laughs) what like whoa (laughs) you can't say that she's crying she's having a rough time she also said why she was sad so no need to Uh, pile on her yeah well yeah Kira's a bit of a monster I still like I still am very I still it's so hard because I love both of these people and to see like Alicia's obviously in the right and Kira is obviously in the wrong. I do not like how Kira deals with conflicts, but otherwise I like her. And I can say that because, you know, I, I know people who are bad at dealing with conflicts. Like my sister is terrible at it, but I still love her even though I wish <laughs> <laughs> she would not get so mad. So no, nah, she doesn't really anymore. But um, anyway, I think Kira is, is she how old is she too old to be doing this she just it's just like watching a train wreck it's like there's nothing it's like kira alicia is trying to she's like i want to talk to you alone about it and kira's like no no no. let's everyone should see because i don't know you so let's do it in front of everyone and it's just like she's just trying to like she's not trying to de-es i think alicia's trying to de-escalate the situation and kira's trying to escalate the situation because she has heard from tim she's saying she's talking shit and then she's gotten fired up she can't be brought back down yeah but alicia just she tries to explain that kira was sort of like making fun of her on her instagram stories when she was recap um like recapping the season or whatever um and she said that some people stood up for her like some people stood up for alicia and then um Brittany says that kira did it to her too 
and that then Kira apologized to Brittany in her DMs. And Alicia says that Kira never apologized to her. And then they have a back and forth about how Alicia about how Kira was being harassed by these people standing up for Alicia, which is not Alicia's fault. No, I also don't think she was harassed. She was probably just no. like, Kira, you're being rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is not harassment. <laughs> no. Um, and then Glenn, like, because Alicia's crying and having a rough time. Glenn stands up um, for Alicia and says, not here to fuck shit up, hey? <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. And then he calls out her being like, you know, Kira's whole thing is, why are you talking about me? You don't even know me. And Glenn's like, that's exactly what you did to her. So I don't, like, just stop. And it's really sweet to watch him defend Alicia. It's very cute. Yeah. Because, um, like, I don't, because he probably hadn't even met either of them. But he's like, you know what? Fuck this. And it was so sweet. And it's watching Alicia, you know, I think it was worth it so that Alicia could see yeah. How beautiful Glenn is. I finally like Glenn. I really yeah, I like did not Glenn care too. about Glenn. <laughs> I mean, also, I think, like, the thing that's weird is Kira thought, Kira was, like, going on about how Alicia stole her storyline or something. And it's like, well, obviously, Alicia was portrayed as, like, one of the villains in her season of The Bachelorette. And, The Bachelor, sorry. And then on Paradise, she's, like, at the hero now. Is and that what Kira said on Instagram? That she stole yeah, so apparently she thinks that she stole her storyline, which is like, I'm sorry, but you don't get to choose how the pro- producers choose to portray you. No, and it's like you're not the first person to be villainized on reality TV and you definitely won't be the last. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's trying to do it again. She's trying to villainize herself again so that she can redeem herself again. <laughs> this is the year for – stop stop villain. I don't want any more villains. Why? I'm already upset that Kieran isn't who we thought he was. I'm annoyed with Tim for just stirring shit even with his own friends. Yeah. Um look, it's all part of the fun. I'm still having fun. I'm 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 it's bad, but at least Alicia has um Glenn, you know? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, uh, and then the Buller Banquet's over. It's what a nightmare of an evening. Um, and then it's just Brittany and Jamie at the table. And it's so funny watching them, watching her try to be so clear with him. He was saying, like, you're so funny, you know, like Tim. And then she goes, well, you're not going to sleep with Tim, are you? Would you sleep with me? Which is the, the she's like, fuck it. I can't be beating around any bushes. I've got to just be so straightforward here. She says, would yeah. you sleep with me? And he cannot answer the question. Um, which he yeah. does not, he does not have to want to sleep with Brittany. Um, no, but but he needs to tell her that she's not, he's not romantically interested in her. Yeah. And I think for someone like Brittany, who was extremely pretty, it would be a bit of a shock to the system for someone to not, she's like, he doesn't even want to sleep with me. Like, what the hell? Because you would be used to straight men, even if they didn't like want to date you, would want to fuck you. (laughs) Because it's easy pickings, you know? For someone like Brittany, it would be very easy pickings. Um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, Brittany Brittany says it's closed. That. She's not going to pursue him anymore, that it's done. Yeah, because he's like, I see, I know you want closure for me to tell you that I like you or I don't, and I guess I haven't done that. And she was like, no, it's closed. Boom. Good work, Brittany. Yeah, get, just, just get rid of, but keep Jamie around because he makes me laugh. Um, 
And Connor, who was sitting next to Kira for that entire dinner, is randomly no longer interested in her. <laughs> no, he completely, basically, as soon as everybody got up, got up and ran straight to Mary. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, that that could be something nice. Um, and then uh, Kieran and Kira are sitting down. So remember, Jess is sick. She hasn't been at this entire dinner. And then we see Kieran and Kira sitting down and um, Kieran tells Kira that she's spicy and that he likes that. And then they're sort of laughing about the commitment that is generally associated with the roses and how Kira thinks it's crazy. And Kieran agrees and it's like, and Kira says, we could be soulmates, but because, like, someone else gave you a rose a couple of days ago, like, you know, it could yeah. be, like, nothing could happen, like, something could never happen or something. And they're like, ha-ha, yeah. And then Brittany comes over to say that, um, oh, Jamie said he wouldn't have sex with me. <laughs> and then Kieran's <laughs> like, I'd have sex with you. Um, uh, because, yeah, I mean, I'm sure most straight men who aren't asexual would. Um and then Kieran, um, and then the next thing we know, Kieran is waking up in Renee's bed. Yeah, I wasn't what expecting that. What happened here? What happened here? Just random, just boom. He's waking up, he's in Renee's bed. Um, and uh, apparently we find out they were, they were like, nothing happened between them. Um, but Renee says that uh, they, had a, they were chatting all night, like they were chatting and then they fell asleep. But one of the things that... Um, Kieran said to her was she's never going to be you about Jess. Yeah, she's never going to be which you is, and nobody can replace you. Which is a very leading statement. Who knows if it's true even. Yeah, also it's like he's just trying to keep her from hooking up with people so he doesn't have to see it, but she has to see it. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, Jess gets back and Kieran's like, I might as well tell her so someone else doesn't. Um, but he has a different story from Renee. Um, he says that he was talking to Renee about how nothing is ever going to happen between them ever again. And how it's over. And then he fell asleep. Yeah, he fell asleep in her bed <laughs> for a few hours. Which is how um, those chats work. I know me. Um, if I was hanging out with an ex and they said um, it was over between us or whatever, I would definitely invite them back into my bedroom for that chat. <laughs> and then you'd stay there. After yeah. you said nothing is going to happen between us ever again, you'd stay there yeah. <laughs> until you fell asleep. <laughs> um, so Jess is a little bit like, but you you slept in a bed. Okay. Alarm bells. And then at this point, Boom. Kiki's here. We see Kiki walking in. Um, yeah. And that is all we know at this point. Except that we do know that apparently Kiki and Kieran have hooked up before. Yes, they have slept together. They have yes. had S-E-X sex. Kiki looks familiar to me, but I don't know if she just looks like every other... <sighs> reality tv with contestant some lip fillers yeah <laughs> um but i i do i do think i've seen her before <laughs> i have not i don't think no no you wouldn't have um but it'll be interesting to well i actually don't want to see this i don't really want to see kieran um just drop jess like a sack of potatoes because jess seems nice she seems cool and uh he is definitely going to hurt her 100 yeah. percent what four million percent is what I say four million percent mm-hmm. you heard it here first um from the bachelor statistician podcast where we have all the numbers that make sense 
Um, yeah. Now, uh, do you want to read out the song description while I yes. look up our reviews? Sure. The song description for this week, as always, is from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech, and the song name is Dark Sea Land, and it's a rousing comedic romp on the dark side of Dixieland music featuring a wonderful, questionable trumpet player. So that's the description cool. for this week. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, okay, uh, we have a new review from Xphys. Um, and it's called Keeps You On Your Toes, which is what you want from your entertainment, I think. Yes. Um, it says, me and my two housemates listen to this show religiously. It is refreshing to have a show where the listener is berated most weeks for not leaving a review. <laughs> the episode release schedule keeps you on your toes. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, it sounds like it's very stimulating. It's, this isn't some easy listening. It's supposed to be hard. Like, we don't go through the hell of watching these shows so that you can get off scot-free, guys. Yeah, you have to you've have some to, amount of stress. We've got to share the load. Yeah, you've got to be refreshing the podcast page constantly. <laughs> Sometimes for weeks on end. Yes. But we've done pretty well. We've If I edit this, and I promise Danielle I will, and that's two Mondays in a row where it's Come out on the Monday. You know, other podcasts, they release it at the same hour every week. Not us. That's, nope. Sorry. That, We've got live slip cr- and I'm sorry. That's I'm crazy. Sorry. Do some people actually release it at the same hour every week? Well, here's the thing, Danielle. I think they actually edit it ahead of time and then schedule it. Ah. <laughs> we can't do that. You know how, like, yeah, yeah, you know, we guest on podcasts and then it'll come out, like, a few weeks later? They actually yeah. do it ahead of time. We don't have that luxury, unfortunately. You know, we have to watch, like, you know, we're talking about what happened last night here. Yeah, um, exactly. This only aired last night for the first, like, I, uh, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? I, mean, I guess we did have Kid Nation, which came out in 2007. Yeah, um, well. Um, we, we had a few weeks break in that one. <laughs> Whatever, everybody. Okay. Can you hear Tarzo just going off in the background? Yeah, we should probably wrap up then. All right. Well, okay. thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for leaving reviews. We love getting reviews from our listeners. Thank you so much. Never feel any obligation to leave a review, but we love it when you do. And we read them out because we love to hear your feedback and your thoughts. And if you don't do it, the podcast will be gone. Okay, yep, same. Okay, bye! (laughs) Bye! We've done this song before. We've done this song before. I let Danielle choose the songs and she chooses a song we've already done before. You can just listen to her because I'm out.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.